You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. It was, I don't know, a few years ago, and my brother and I were fishing, and we were at these ponds that were kind of in the in the woods, like in this on this property, and kind of kind of secluded. So nobody ever really fished there much. And but it was difficult to get to some areas of these ponds, usually, uh, because it was in such a secluded wooded area. But this was during a drought, and the ponds had shrunken down, and we were fishing. And I was, and he was at one pond, and I was down at another, and they were, you know, they're kind of separated a little bit. And and I started catching these these bass. We were bass fishing, and and I went up and and I and I and I yelled at him. I said, Hey, come on over here, come come fish over here. And he didn't want to at first he was like he was set like where he was was where he wanted to be we had these like this you know we've been talking about big dreams our big dream was to catch a lot of bass (laughs) we and have a fish fry that was our big dream and of course when you're fishing the, the big dream is always to catch the big one right finally i convinced him to come down to the pond i was at and he went around like to the other side and in the in this drought uh condensed pond he caught this bass this fish that was over 10 pounds and this was like a big that's a big fish and that was that was like the at the time anyway the biggest fish he'd ever caught and he was excited and i was excited and we were celebrating do we had this 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 big dream like and here we were it's like the right place at right time right like this was one of those right place right time moments that we were in have you ever found yourself in, in a in a place you didn't expect to be? Like like you were in the right place at the right time, <laughs> right? Sometimes though, you find yourself in a place you don't want to be. It might not be such a positive experience, right? <laughs> but we're in this series. We're going dream big, stay grounded. Now, I, 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 we were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago with uh, with our team, and, and Zach, our worship team leader, was telling me that that you know dream big, stay grounded meant a whole different thing to him when he was growing up. Turns out, what he thought was right place, right time, his parents often thought was wrong place wrong time you can be dream big but you're going to stay grounded and that was a whole different take on this but for us the idea is we all have a big dream right so how do you stay grounded in in reality as we pursue those big dreams like how do we stay grounded in reality as we pursue the big dreams and what does you know what part does god play in this how does god fit into our big dreams so today we're going to start in ecclesiastes we're going to read one verse today and, and I don't usually just do like a one verse as the key text because you really, when you read when you read scripture, you shouldn't just read one verse because it's all connected to what's before it and what's after it. But we're going to read this one verse from Ecclesiastes chapter 9, and then we'll dig in deeper and look at, look at some other things in the scripture. Um, so while you're going to Ecclesiastes 9, I hope you are. Um, according to Jewish tradition, this was written by Solomon. And, and so it's a part of what's considered wisdom literature in the Old Testament. And Ecclesiastes is about big dreams. It's about big wealth. It's about wisdom. It's about fame. It's about pleasure and how each of these can lead to disappointment in life. And so the the, the writer of Ecclesiastes refers to himself as the teacher and the discovery the teacher makes is that the only lasting meaning in life is in living to glorify God. So with that kind of the that in mind, let's read Ecclesiastes 9.11. I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race, and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. 
And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance and being in the right place at the right time. So here's our big idea as we kind of dive into this today. The decisions you make today determine where you are tomorrow. The decisions you make today determine where you are tomorrow. And so it, it kind of boils down to like how we see things and how God sees things. And so well, I'll start here. We care about do, God cares about who, okay? We care about do, God cares about who. I often like find myself like the other day wondering who I am. I ordered a pumpkin spice latte. A latte. I ordered that at the coffee shop. And, and, and I'm like, who am I? And, and, and I'm like, I'm not like a big, oh my goodness, it's pumpkin spice season person. That is that is not my thing. I like pumpkin flavored stuff. Absolutely. Um, I love pumpkin pie. I, love, I, 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 I dig it. But it's not like something I obsess over. And, but, but I'm walking through the store and there's pumpkin spice Oreos. There's pumpkin spice Pop-Tarts. And I'm like... You know, I don't I eat these things. You know, I on Sunday I, I eat sweets, but I eat my donut and I eat maybe some ice cream. I don't want to buy a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to eat, but I wanted it. And I'm like, who am I? <laughs> this is a recurring question we ask ourselves, right? Who am I? And all the while, we tend to be more focused on what we're doing than who we're becoming. Do you realize that? One of our big questions in life is, who am I? But we are so focused on what we're doing instead of who we're becoming. See, Ecclesiastes, it highlights that we want to win the race. We want to win the battle. It's part of the human condition. Or maybe it's how we're conditioned on how to be human. Like we've been conditioned that we want to win the race. We've been conditioned that we want to win. We We have to compete. We have to compare. We have to win. What we've done and what we're doing and what we're going to do can consume us to the point that that's all we really care about. We can miss what God is doing in our lives because of all the stuff we're doing. So a lot of religion is about doing. Actually, that's what religion is. A religion could, could be defined as things you do repeatedly with intent. That's why when someone says, I'm not very religious, I'm, I like to tell me what you do and then I'll show you your religion. <laughs> you do these things religiously, things you do repeatedly with intent. And in Jesus' day, there, are a lot of, there was a lot of care about what you do. Do you keep this commandment? Do you celebrate this feast? And in John chapter 5, we find Jesus doing something. He, he's, he's like confronted by some of the religious leaders of his day and his faith. And, 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 and he's not just confronted, uh, it's, you know, he's harassed by them. And about what he's doing on the Sabbath. And Jesus replied in John five seventeen, the Father's always working and so am I. He's like, you're you missed the point here. See, see, God is always at work, and I'm always at work. A part of this is like it's, you don't have to do you have to you have, you need to realize what we're doing, what I'm doing. See, Jesus goes on in John five and he says that the, that he only does what the Father does. But but read on and you realize Jesus is isn't talking so much about what he does, but who he is. When he says the Father's working and I so am I, he's he's not just talking about what what the the doing is. He's talking about who he is. Just as the Father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the Son gives life to anyone he wants. See, Jesus is saying, I am the Son of God. You care about do, God cares about who, and this will take you out of your comfort zone. See, the biggest challenge to your dreams is comfort. 
Caring more about what you do than who you are has got to be one of the biggest and most deceptive comfort zones. You may, and you may be praying, where am I supposed to be? Lord, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. Where am I supposed to be? And God cares more about who you are. God cares about what you do, but it's secondary to your character. Get it? God does care about what you do, but it's secondary to your character. God says, I want you to be who I created you to be. You're like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to do it? And God says, I want you to be who I created you to be. <laughs> we, can get, we can get so caught up in where we want to be. The key to getting where we need to be is to become who we need to be. We care about do, but God cares about who. See, God cares about the person you're becoming over whatever you do. Secondly, we, we want to know what, but God wants to know why. We want to know what, God wants to know why. So for most of my life, uh, if you were to ask me about my big dreams, and I've talked about this before, I would probably tell you the what. Like, what are your big dreams? What do you want to do with your life? I want to play in the NFL. I want to become a professional wrestler. What do you want to do? I want to perform. I want to entertain. What do you want to, to, to accomplish? A college degree. What do you, uh, what do you see happening? I, 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 what is a job? I want this job. I want this occupation. I want the, this, this position. What? I want a family. What? And, and, and when I'm all about the what, but never really consider the why, I end up with, what am I doing with my life? When I get so focused on the, the what that I never really consider the why, I end up with that question, what am I really doing with my life? So what part does motivation play? What, 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 what happens when we do what may be the right thing but for the wrong reasons? Ecclesiastes 9 11, we read today, says, The wise sometimes go hungry, the skillful are not necessarily wealthy, and those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. So, so we, can know, we can know what we've done, we can know what we're doing, and we can have dreams of what we're going to do and still find ourselves asking, What am I doing with my life? We're doing, 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 and yet we'll ask, What am I doing? <laughs> the reason we may feel this way is because we want to know what, but God wants to know why. Proverbs 16, 1 says, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. When you think of your big dreams, and you know what they are, I don't need to know, you know, you know your big dreams, but it's important to do some self-discovery to make sure you understand the why behind the what. Again, God cares about what you do, but it's secondary to your motives. I want to make sure you get this. I'm not saying God doesn't care about what you do. God cares a lot about what you do, but it's secondary to your character. It's secondary to your motives. This is, this is where we might find our big dreams and the dreams God has for us, maybe worlds apart. See, God provides opportunities and open doors. God is speaking into your life, wanting to show you, as much as you and I are able to comprehend, what he's trying to point us to. But when our motives are anything but, Lord, your will be done, we can get off course real fast. How many times do we leave the provision of God for something else? Like we get, we do, we get off course because we have motives that are something besides, Lord, your will be done. You can't get to the right place when you start with the wrong motives. 
And when we answer you know, uh, the questions with, well, if I get to the right place, it doesn't matter how I get there, we've already headed in the wrong direction with wrong motives. You, you can end up in a perceived right place physically and be 100% in the wrong place mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And this happens because, here's the last one, we focus on destination, God focuses on direction. So we had focused on the destination, God focuses on our direction. This past summer, uh, a lot of you know that our family was able to go on our first vacation in years, and you know it was it was you know fi- a five day trip, and we we didn't miss a Sunday. I was not out of the pulpit, but but uh, it was it was a, it was a getaway. It was a family vacation, and for the first time in years, we were able to get to the beach. And our destination, you know, my wife kind of came up with this whole plan. She like came up with the she did all the research and all the plan planned out this vacation for us. And my wife is amazing to do this. The destination is Grand Isle, Louisiana. Now, I've been living in Louisiana most of my life. I grew up in in, in West Monroe. I've lived in Bossier City. I've been, lived in Shreveport. You know, I'm, I'm, I understand. I've been to you know, I've been around the state, New Orleans, Baton Rouge. I've been there. Um, I had no idea <laughs> that we had beaches in Louisiana. That there were any beaches. And uh, I, I was kind of kind of excited. Okay, this is kind of cool. And, and and I was like, so where is this? And when I was told the destination is just over two hours south of New Orleans, I went from like super excited about spending that much time uh, 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 with my family at, at at the beach in a place that, that you know I love the ocean and I love the beach. I went from that uh, to going to not super excited about spending. That much time in the car and that kind of traffic through Baton Rouge, through New Orleans. I just wasn't excited about you know having my young children in this vehicle taking this trip that's on the other side of the state. I was focused on the destination, but feeling like the dream of an enjoyable trip turning into a nightmare. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Dream vacation, nightmare, nightmare trip. Then I got the directions. So I had, uh, when I got my eyes off the destination and of the assumptions that I made how to get there and looked at the actual directions, I saw, okay, it's a five-hour drive, and that's a long trip in the car for anybody, especially with small children. Okay, but no. To go from Natchitoches to Grand Isle, you don't go anywhere near going through Baton Rouge or New Orleans. You don't have that kind of insane, stressful drive with small children. It was it was it was a different. And when it comes to your big dreams, do you do you tend to focus on the destination or the direction? See, the very last part of Ecclesiastes nine eleven says, "It's all decided by chance, by by being at the right place at the right time." Now, originally, Ecclesiastes was written down in the Hebrew language, and and it's kind of a more direct translation seems to be, as I kind of looked up some of these words, was it's all decided by chance and time. We say it's all decided by chance by being at the right place at the right time. But if you kind of just broke it down straight, it's like it's all decided by chance and time. So so these words, chance and time, are, are important words here. And, and the word that, 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 that translates as chance for us in the, in the Hebrew language is pega. And pega, it means actually occurring. That's what it means. Actually occurring. That which is actually occurring. It's not It's not something that has the potential to happen. It's not something that happens hypothetically. And just to be clear, it's all by chance. Here does not mean it happened by accident. It means that it 
happens. It's actually occurring. Now, the word that translates as time is eighth. In, in Hebrew, it's eighth. And, and it means in the present. It literally means in the present. What we, what we read is right place, right time literally means now. <laughs> right place, right time. It literally means now. So, so the question then becomes, what is actually occurring in the present? How do I stay grounded while I go after my big dreams? Look at what's actually happening in the present. Look what's actually occurring in the present. We may, we may be in the struggle to believe we can dream big because we're trying to get there from the wrong place. Last week, we talked about Abraham and Sarah, right? And how Abraham was in the struggle to see the big dream because he was inside his tent. He couldn't see past his immediate circumstances. So God took him outside, remember? And God said, hey, look up in the sky. You're focused on the ceiling of the tent, and I'm trying to get you to see the stars. See, the place where big dreams happen is when we stay grounded in the place of praise. That's what, that's what. We have to get outside of our limited view and look up at the sky like when I took my, my boys outside this past week and looked up because we the, the space station was coming over and we had about a six-minute window to watch the space station cross over in the night sky. And it was awesome. These guys were, they, you know, I was watching it and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And they were jumping up and down and pointing up at the sky and like this is, you know, there it is, there it goes. And we just kept watching it. Looking up at the sky and you miss it. See, the place where big dreams happen is when we stay grounded in the place of praise. Don't dwell in the tent of bitterness or anger or disappointed. Yeah, feel those feels. Yes, have the emotion. It means you're human. It means you're healthy. What's unhealthy is when you dwell there. Don't set up your tent in and those emotions of bitterness and anger and disappointment. Set up your tent in the place of praise. Dwell in the place of praise. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do or say, whatever it is, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Do it from a place of praise. Whatever you do, whatever your place is, whatever your position is, whatever your, your job, your occupation, your whatever, whatever you do, serve Christ there. Head in the direction God sends you and trust God for the destination. Head in the direction that God sends you and trust God for the destination. Before we pray, and I want to pray that we can that we that God will help us do this. I want I want you to pray that God would help you to head in the right direction. That that He would give you the direction and get our kind of get our focus off of you know, all the stuff we do and try to see who we're becoming and who God would have us to become. And so, some next steps that may help us to do that is the way you can begin to focus uh, focus on direction instead of destination. Is make a list of three columns. Make a list, make, you, know, make, you know, make three columns on a page. And in column one, put down what you do or, or, or what you dream, what the big dream is, what you dream of doing. Put the do there. Put the do first. That's what we do. We, we put, we, we, we're focused on the do, but God is focused on the who. Well, let's put the do. Let's go ahead and do that. What is it that you do? What are you doing now? What is your big dream? What is it you want to do or desire to do? What are you passionate about doing? Okay. Then the next column right beside it. Put the why. Like, what's the motivation? Why are you doing this? Why is this a big dream? Why? Find out what, you know, discover your motivation there. But then in that third column, really think about this and put who. Like, who are you becoming? 
Who are you becoming related to this? Here's what you do. What's your motivation? And what is your character like? Who are you becoming? Because see, God cares about what you do. But it's secondary to who you're becoming. And it's secondary to what your motivation is. Lord, Lord, help us with our motivation. Help us to be motivated by you, by your 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 holiness, your your desires for us, Lord, to become more like you. Lord, um, thank you that uh, that that you that you care about what we do. But Lord, help us to to live in this reality, this this understanding, this awakening, Lord. That Lord, to you, who we're becoming. Is, is greater than what we do. Who, you know, why? What our motivation is is greater than doing it. Lord, we don't want to do the right things for the wrong reasons. We don't want to end up in some place and get get kind of get get labeled as a success, but get there with the wrong motivation and becoming the wrong people or the wrong church in the process. And so, God, we want to step into what you have for us. Well, we have, we have dreams. We have big dreams. And I thank you, Lord, that these dreams, they're, they're, they're dreams that, that come from you. Lord, we want to, we want to follow and chase after God honoring dreams, dreams that you've placed there in us and for us. But Lord, as, as we do, Lord, help us to re, to be mindful that whatever we do and who, whoever we are becoming, that we give you praise in the process. Lord, help us to live in the place of praise. That we could feel those the anger, the bitterness. We could feel those disappointments, but not live in them. If we live in the place of praise, then those other things, they will come. They will be taken care of. They will be handled. They will be they they will be uh, taken by you as as you come and dwell with us in the tent of praise. So Lord, we praise you now. You are an awesome God. We thank you for being the Creator of the universe, the Creator of us, Jesus. You are our Savior. You are our Lord. You are our friend. Your love for us is overwhelming and beautiful. Lord Jesus, we love you. Your will be done. Holy Spirit of God, you are our teacher and our guide. Show us the way to become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church. Or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.